Welcome to Praying on Purpose. Imagine for a moment that a person approaches you on the street and asks you the following question. Where can I find God? This individual looks at you and identifies you as being an intelligent, informed, educated religious Jew and figures that you must know the answer to this question and says, where is God? Where can I find God? The answer, of course, to this question, I imagine you would all say, is God is everywhere. We know that as Jews we believe that Hashem occupies all space and every place at all time. No one says it better than Uncle Maishi. Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly everywhere. Up, up, down, down, right, left, all around. Right? Isn't that what we believe? I think the better way to capture this idea is to understand and appreciate that HaKadosh Baruch Hu transcends time and transcends space. So whereas in our world, the way we interact and the way we understand and perceive reality around us, everything fits within time and space. We cannot imagine something that does not fit within that frame, within that misgeret. But when we say, as the Navi tells us, Milo chala'aretz kevado, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kavod, His glory, occupies the entire space of the world, what we really mean is that there is nothing within the physical world, including time, that limits God, that constrains God. Now that is all true, but nevertheless, Chazal do, in certain instances, tell us that there are places and there are times in which there could be a greater concentration of God's Shechina, that there is a certain feeling or it's a reality that we may not necessarily readily perceive that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Shechina is more concentrated in a certain place. I believe that the words that the Kabbalists would use to capture this idea is Tzimtzum, that while it is true, as the Navi tells us, Melo it's also true, Baruch Kivod Hashem Mim Komo. There is an idea that there can be a concentration of Shechina. And I don't want to review right now all the instances in which we have this idea, but one surfaces in the beginning of this coming week's parsha, Parsha's Vayechi. The Torah tells us that Yaakov Avinu is nearing the end of his life, and he calls his children in order to give them a blessing. And first he calls Yosef, his son, who he had been separated from for so many years, and he calls him into his room, and he tells him that soon I will be dying, and he asks Yosef to take a vow that when Yaakov dies, he will be buried in Eretz Canaan together with his fathers. And the Pasuk says, Vayomer hishavali. Yaakov says to Yosef, Promise me, Vayishavalo, and he promised, Vayishtachu Yisrael al-Rosh Hamita. And Yisrael, Yaakov Avinu, literally bows, facing the head of the bed, the top of the bed, but Rashi tells us over there, what does that mean? Hafach atzmo. Yaakov was lying on the bed, and he turned himself, Litzad hashchina in the direction of the Divine Presence. Mikan, says Rashi, from here, Chazal teach us, Shehashchina lemala merashosav shel chole. That the Shechina, the Divine Presence, is literally above the head of a chole of a person who is sick. So here you have a concrete example of where Chazal tell us, yes, it is true, that Hashem is everywhere, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not limited to a particular time or place. Nevertheless, there is, and this is one instance in which Chazal tell us there is a concentration of God's presence. And the question is, what does this mean? How do we relate to this idea? How do we understand this idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is more readily found, that there is this concentration of Shechina near the bed, or specifically the top, the head of the bed of a chol, of a person who is sick? Before addressing this question, I should mention that Chazal tell us, based on this, a person has to be mindful as to where in the room he should sit when visiting a person who is sick. The Gemara in Shabbos, Tafyud Beis, tells us, If a person enters a room in order to visit one who is sick, 
לא ישב לו אגבי עמיתו ולא אגבי כיסא, אלא מסעתיו יושב פונוב. A person should be careful not to sit in that place near the head of the chole, because that is a space which is occupied by the shechina, a very, very difficult concept to understand. And elsewhere, Chazal teaches us this is brought down in Shulchan Aruch, that when you visit someone who's sick, it is appropriate to pray for this individual, not only because that can give a person chizuk, we have to talk about it another time, as the right way and manner in which to do that. And it goes without saying, you're visiting a person who's sick, you would want, obviously, to see to it that all of their needs are being met, and praying on their behalf is most appropriate. But part of this idea is that we realize that we are in a special place. We have right now the attention, so to speak, of the Shechina. We are in the presence of the Shechina. It's like oh, it's like davening in such a holy place. And so, therefore, of course, we want to fully capitalize this moment and take full advantage of it by turning to God in prayer. But getting back to the question, why is this? Why should it be? that just because a person is sick, he should merit having the divine presence so close. What is it about this space of the chole that invites the shechina to be right, literally, so to speak, above his head? So I want to share with you an explanation that is brought down in the Maral, in the Sefer Netzach Yisrael, in the 10th chapter. And the Maral asks, why is it, again, this question, why is it that the chole has the shechina that is right above his head? And the Maral brings two reasons. I want to focus more on the second one, but I'll mention the first one. The first one says the Maral is, listen, this individual is sick. Unfortunately, this individual does not have the same physical resources that are normally needed in order to sustain a person, in order to give a person life, in order to see to it that they still have their vitality, in order to live from one day to the next. And so therefore, the Shechina is there in order to assist and to support this individual so that hopefully he can continue to live and Halavai recover from this illness. So the Maral says the first reason is the Shechin is there in order to support this individual. You know, it, it's just like Lahavdil, when a person is in the hospital, sometimes perhaps they're connected to all sorts of equipment, which we call life support. A person needs this in order to assist them because unfortunately their bodily systems are not providing the necessary support, be it respiration or nutrition, whatever the case may be. And so therefore, here as well, the Shechina is there in order to assist to support this individual. But the Maral gives a second explanation, which I think is very, very profound in light of all that we had been discussing until now. And that is that he says that when a person finds himself in a situation in which he is physically well, when a person is healthy, when a person has their strength and their full vitality, so unfortunately, as we know, reality is that most often we do not feel how dependent we are on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As the Torah tells us, that when a person finds himself in a state of comfort, when a person is satisfied and content in life, so the concern is, Ram levavcha Your heart literally becomes raised, means it becomes chodi. And a person imagines for a moment that all of my accomplishments and all of my success in life is attributed to me. And when a person finds himself again in this state, it is very, very difficult for a person to imagine and to remind himself on a regular basis that I depend on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And what happens is a person is, says the Maral, a person, not necessarily intentionally and consciously, but what happens is a person pushes away the feet, so to speak, of the Shechina. And it's as if this person is saying, I don't need you, God. And when a person says that, so says the Maral, quoting expression from Chazal, Ein ladur Baruch says, well, if you don't want me, 
then I can't be with you. Right? Every relationship requires mutual consent. We have to both want to be here. And when a person feels completely independent of God, he's basically perhaps rejecting God, in which HaKadosh Baruch says, listen, if you don't want me, then that's okay. I'll go elsewhere, because I can't be here if you don't want me. Continues the Maharal, when a person unfortunately is sick, when a person is temporarily, or God forbid, terminally incapacitated, so then a person feels, inevitably, a person is going to feel how dependent he is upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A person realizes and appreciates that I can't do anything without you, that God, I rely on you for everything, even some of the most basic aspects of living that I completely take for granted. Echole, says the Maral, naturally feels his dependence upon God. And if a person feels his dependence upon God, well, guess what happens? Then God is there. Then suddenly he reemerges. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you realize that you need me? You feel the need to have me close to you? Well, then automatically I am there. I want to remind you, several months ago, we spoke about a Pasuk that we say every day several times, Karov Hashem L'chol Karov L'chol Hashem Yiku'u V'emes. David HaMelech tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Karov, he's close, to anybody who calls to him Be'emes from a place of sincerity. When there is a genuine call to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's there. It doesn't matter as to who the person is and what he's doing, what he did, just calling to God from a place of genuine sincerity that alone is enough to make a person karov to God. And I think that that's the same idea over here. If I realize my dependence upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so suddenly that proximity is created. And that's how a relationship between every individual and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is cemented. And so therefore, we take it for granted, Chazal assume, as a, as a simple matter, as a davar pashat, that if a person is a chole, if a person unfortunately is, is very sick, so obviously the shechina is right there. Because this person, in this state of being, recognizes and appreciates how dependent he is on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The lesson for each and every one of us, as we think about tefillah in general, is not that we should want to be sick. Chalila. Of course not. To the contrary. We should pray for our health, and perhaps more importantly, we should do all we can to maintain our own personal health. And we want to be in a state of health, but we have to recognize and appreciate that it's specifically when we are blessed to have our health, that we are, to a certain extent, we are at a little bit of a disadvantage to be able to properly prepare ourselves and attune ourselves in the way that we need to feel our dependency upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not impossible. Absolutely not. Even when a person is healthy, they can also achieve this closeness with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They could also work in a way which invites the Shekhinah into their lives. But it's not as natural. It's not automatic. Whereas a person is a chola, unfortunately, has been forced by circumstance to recognize their dependency upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore naturally invites the Shekhinah back into their space, we have to work a little harder. And so therefore, for those of us who are blessed, Baruch Hashem, with health, and we're able to get up in the morning and to go to shul or to daven, wherever it is that we are davening, and to do so from a, step, from a place of relative comfort, we should do so by first telling ourselves, now I have to remind myself how much I am dependent upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And there are so many points throughout the davening where we can naturally begin this way. I'll just mention without even beginning to work through any of these specific brachos, many of the brachos hashachar, the brachos that we recite in the morning, really lay the groundwork for this sort of thinking. When we think about that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is the pokeach ivrim, matir asurim, 
without even translating these words right now. We are reminding ourselves not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu provides for those who are needy in the abstract, but we remind ourselves that HaKadosh Baruch Hu provides for us and all of these blessings in our life that we take for granted. These are reminders how dependent we are on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so therefore, may we be Zoha every time we daven to invite the Shekhinah to our space. We don't have to be sick. We don't have to be truly aware of our dependence on HaKadosh Baruch Hu because of the fact that we are so desperate and, God forbid, can't do the most basic things without Him. It can come even from a place of comfort. It can come when a person is Baruch Hashem, breathe normally and move normally and function normally and all of his or her bodily systems are functioning the way they should, Baruch Hashem. And from that very place, a person can invite the Shekhinah. As the Maral says, the Shekhinah comes to a place where it is wanted, where it is appreciated and recognized. A chole automatically recognizes this. Each and every one of us should be zochet from every place and every space that we are to realize our dependency upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu and invite Him so that the Shekhinah could be next to us each and every time we pray. Thank you so much. And